welcome to Wellness for the Rest of Us, the podcast where we talk about wellness topics um, from a perspective that we can all jump on board with. This week is uh, self-soothing part two. So we're going to talk about self-soothing from a physiological and evolutionary perspective. And I'm going to, I know it's different from the structure that I originally had planned, but I'm going to talk about those two things together because they are kind of pretty intertwined. It was made known to me last week that perhaps my use of uh, the term cave people was maybe a little bit inappropriate from some perspective, so I just want to be really mindful of that. So before we get into the thick of it, I just wanted to check in with everybody about how we're going on watching when we're triggered, Um, and I check in with that because I think that awareness is the most important part of what we do because no tool is going to work for us if we don't know what's broken and if we don't know what tool we need so I think awareness of what's going on for us is probably the most important thing so I'm just double checking in from last week that we're all on board with that and if we're not um, pause pause now (laughs) and go spend a couple days thinking about that being aware of that first. I also need to put in a warning that uh, today is talking about the more sciencey aspects of being triggered and self-soothing and those science doesn't always come naturally to me. Um, yeah, so I had to put in a bit of research and I've got a few notes and at some point it's possible that I won't make any sense at all. <laughs> um So maybe at the end of the show, if you're really curious, I'll just give you a couple of things to Google that'll take you to some YouTube um, clips that'll probably explain it a bit better than I am. But I'm going to, this is what I really want to do. So I am going to definitely put my all into this physiological and evolutionary aspects of being triggered and self-soothing. So... Being triggered and self-soothing is actually coming from um, our automatic nervous system, which is two intertwined um, systems, nervous systems in our bodies. And one of them is called the parasympathetic nervous system and one of them is called the sympathetic nervous system. And together they make up the automatic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system, that's the part of the system that helps us to survive in really stressful situations so that's our flight fight freeze and fawn response and then the parasympathetic nervous system is the balance of that system and that's our rest and digest um, calm state so there's sympathetic nervous system which is triggered by stresses and then the parasympathetic nervous system which is operational when we're when we're calm and in a safe place so I'm going to talk about our sympathetic nervous system first Um, that's the system that our brain triggers in a situation where we are in danger so that's evolutionarily if we think about that in danger for us might have looked pretty simple it might have looked like we were going to get attacked by a tiger Um, now um, stresses for us are very, very frequent. So our brain creates stresses out of a lot of things where evolutionarily it might have just been a tiger. So the idea of our parasympathetic nervous system and our nervous and our sympathetic nervous system working really well together in balance was 
pretty easy because the likelihood of us having an impending death was pretty low but now sort of being chased by a saber-toothed tiger and having a power bill owed uh, they set off the same reaction in our bodies so the sympathetic nervous system is triggered by the brain when the brain senses a stressor and what that does is it sends neurotransmitters into our nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system has a bunch of nerves that go down our spine so that's where the sympathetic nervous system is going and it goes to organs that we might be needing to run away so it'll send neurotransmitters down to let us have more blood in our legs so that we can run we can run more shuts down our digestion because we're not going to need that to run and uh, a bunch of other things that create those feelings that we've talked about last episode where we felt triggered so adrenaline in our fingertips being really ready to run or hide and those neurotransmitters are sort of caught I guess the word is by receptors in different places that produce different results in your body so again it's the sympathetic nervous system is getting our body ready from neurotransmitters that go from our brain down past our spine and out to certain organs that get us ready to deal with whatever the stressor is so evolutionarily it's going to get us ready to deal with that tiger so to fight it or to run or if we've got no other option to freeze in the hope that we survive our bodies are these super efficient i don't want to say machines but i guess machines so it's gonna our body is gonna kick us into that survival mode because it's it's more beneficial to us to be triggered into trying to survive um if we're not in a situation that requires survival than it is that outweighs the benefits of stopping to analyze whether or not we really could die and then setting those things into motion so our bodies are really efficient and so we don't often have time before our brain has triggered that sympathetic nervous system and is set in, in um, action all of those things. I, I just taking a minute to pause and say that I'm really nervous in this one because it, it feels quite far out of my league. So I appreciate you sticking with. So our pa- a sympathetic nervous system is triggering our fight, flight, freeze or fawn response. So how that looks is, again, pretty similar to all the ways that we said last week that we notice that we're triggered. So we have flight, which is feelings of panic and anxiety and worry and, you know, wanting to get away, wanting to run away. Um, fight, which is anger, irritation, frustration or, or aggression. Um, you know, that's that real, this guy's an idiot. Um, and then if our stress is not, if we're not de-escalated, Next after that becomes our freeze response, which is like the rabbit who can't do anything else. So his only option left is to freeze. Um, that's all he kind of has. And that's like dissociation, shutdown, shame, depression. And I think a lot of us kind of operate in in these places of, um, of freeze because our sympathetic nervous system is so... Um, so activated all the time that that's kind of gotten to be the state that we live in. And so with a bit of this self-soothing practice that will come, then hopefully we can bring the sympathetic nervous system back down and, and so that we have a little more control over the balance between those two systems. 
So then there's the parasympathetic nervous system, which is like the um, other side of the scales of the automatic nervous system. And that that's operational when we're in calm. Um, so And that's a whole bunch of nerves that sort of come from the cranium. So they're cranial rather than spinal, like the sympathetic is. And they will go again out to vital organs that sort of help that we need to be that it needs to be in charge of for regulating things like digestion and our lungs and our heart rate and that kind of stuff. So it's all, both systems are reaching the same similar organs, but they have different roles that they have to play depending on whether we're, you know, in rest or if we're in stress. So talking about the parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system, which when we get into actual self-soothing techniques will be the thing that we're Um, making stronger and making more alive and bringing ourselves back to that space where we're operating more in homeostasis more in the the parasympathetic nervous system having as much um, operation in our body as the sympathetic nervous system so the sympathetic nervous system is made up of I think it's 12 different um, nerves and one of the really key ones that we want to talk about is um, the vagus nerve, which is probably a word that you've heard if you're into this kind of thing. Google it. Um, The vagus nerve is going to be an important one. But something that was really interesting and enlightening for me that I found out is the vagus nerve, it it sends signals from your brain down to certain organs, your heart, your lungs, your belly. And then also there's signals that come from those things back up to your brain. So it's like a circular circulatory system. And the cool thing that I found out is that um, when we're under stress, and I know I was saying earlier that last episode that I eat, (laughs) that eating is like my, you know, stress response, my coping mechanism. And so the kind of a really interesting thing is that when you're stressed out and and you eat a bag of potato chips, what happens is your vagus nerve is picking up the signals that your belly's full. It's full of all this. It's full of fats and um, starches and all that sort of stuff. And it sends a message up to your brain that says, hey, we're doing this thing. We've got food that's got to be good. Um, you know, we're we're operational. And so our brain goes, ah, parasympathetic nervous system, back online. And so then it sends a message back down to other things like our heart and our lungs, and it says parasympathetic nervous system back online. We can all slow down. Um, the danger's over. And so it's a very real thing that when we're feeling stressed and then we eat, our, autom- our autonomic nervous system is actually telling us that we're relaxed. So that's cool. Uh, if you're eating copious amounts when you're stressed out, there is a reason. And I have no doubt that something will be happening with our other coping mechanisms that would trigger that um, that vagus nerve to tell our brain, hey, it's we're all right, we're back on track. Um, so in learning these self-soothing things later, we, we can bring our sympathetic nervous system back on track without having to eat foods that might not be so good for our cardiovascular system, for example, or, you know, without having to smoke, which might not be so good for us. So it's cool to know that those reactions that we're having to stress are actually very normal and very uh, human and kind of useful as far as our physiological um, systems are concerned in some way. So that was kind of like, oh, 
Oh, that's all right then, for me. <laughs> so just a quick recap, because um, that was quite a lot of information. I don't know how much of it was uh, made sense to anyone. Um, we have our automatic nervous system, which is kind of, I guess it's most of the nerves in our body, and they are, uh, our sympathetic nervous system is one side of that set of scales, and that's the thing that's, that's what our brain is triggering to get us ready to to deal with death really which to us now is most stresses most stresses to us now are equal to you might die get ready to do something about it and our parasympathetic nervous system is the system that comes back online when the when threat is over when the threat is over our sympathetic nervous system um, allows us to rest and digest and do all the normal things that we need to do for life so the two of them are both required um, as long as they're in some sort of balance which they aren't always for us so that's yeah that's kind of the um, why we're going to learn self-soothing techniques to help our parasympathetic nervous system have a little more of an active role in our lives so we can sit in that place more often So our work this week then is to continue noticing our triggers. So noticing um, what's being set off for us. And then it would be kind of cool to see which which sympathetic nervous system response that we tend to exhibit. So um, like I have a friend who when he's kind of stressed out, he paces heaps. And so that would be a flight response, you know, trying to get away from something. Or perhaps when you're triggered, when you feel those feelings, you go into, you get argumentative and you say, no, that's not blah, blah, blah. Um, so that might be um, a fight mode. Or notice that if you don't feel anything or if you just kind of dip out of any moment that makes you feel triggered, which means you might be in a freeze response. So... That's our work for this week. Again, keep noticing when you're triggered. Notice what happens in your body. Even say to yourself, hey, this is my sympathetic nervous system is kicking in because I feel threatened in some way. You don't have to know what it is that's made you feel threatened. Um, Just know that perhaps you feel threatened. And we can go into those other things later. And then which response you seem to be having naturally. I feel like most of us fall into... One or the other, almost depending on what was more acceptable um, societally or familiarly when we were younger. So I guess quite often for women, we will go into flee more often because our perhaps our anger is a little less acceptable in society. Don't drag me for saying that. If anyone uh, thinks otherwise, please just let me know. Um, so that's our work, noticing when we're triggered and which sympathetic nervous system response we're most, we have most often. Okay, see you next week. Bye.